you guys. Welcome back to Rave Culture, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. Thank you guys so much for being here. I hope you're all having an awesome week so far. I'm currently chilling in New Jersey. Well, actually not chilling. It's been like over 90 degrees this whole week, you guys. We're finally getting hit with that heat wave. It finally feels like summer. My apartment complex is having like a kickoff summer party today. They've got like a bounce house outside and an ice cream truck. So I'm about to hit that up after this because your girl is not an adult just yet. But I hope you guys are all enjoying your week and you have an exciting weekend coming up. I'm super pumped for the 4th of July. I cannot believe that we're already here. By the time this episode comes out, I'm actually going down to the Jersey Shore for just a couple days just to go out, party, get drunk, have fun, celebrate the 4th, see a bunch of my friends. So it should be a good time. This is the first time I'm actually ever going out um, down the shore for the 4th. So I'm super excited for that. Stay tuned on Snapchat and Instagram. You guys will be seeing me uh, probably drunk tweet and a couple things like that. But anyway, I hope you guys all enjoy your holiday wherever you're at. I hope you're doing something fun and you get some time off. I just want to say my thank yous as per usual. Thank you guys so much for spreading the word. Um, I had such a positive response to last week's episode, which was really, really exciting. It was definitely a special one for me. Um, Thank you again to Aid, Vibe with Aid, for coming on and for being my first big interview and for being so vulnerable and open. Um, It was really nice to hear that you guys appreciated us sharing our fitness stories. And I was talking to one of my friends, Sarah. Hey, Sarah. She sent me such a nice note and she was like, you were so vulnerable. Like, thank you for being so honest about the journey you've been on and some of the struggles you've had. And I I guess I like didn't fully think of it that way because I'm sitting here recording knowing that I'm talking to you guys and I feel like we have such a tight knit community. So I do feel very comfortable being open and being transparent and honest with you guys at all times. So for me, it just felt natural to talk about everything. And I think so many people can relate to it. So that's like the whole point. I feel like we're all just trying to find a connection and people to relate to. So anyway, I'm really excited that you guys liked it. Um, I definitely am excited to have more people come on the podcast. So I know I mentioned this in the last episode, but please DM me or email raveculturecast at gmail.com, raveculturecast at gmail.com with any guests that you would like to hear on the podcast it could be big names smaller names people in the community uh like your girl doesn't have that many contacts right now but if there's anybody like really interesting in the edm space that you would love to hear me talk to um it could be like a rave clothing company or a founder of something or rave dora like i don't know whoever you think is interesting um yeah send me suggestions because i would love to have more people on here Don't forget to screenshot and share, post it on your stories that you guys are listening. Thank you so much for tagging me in your posts. I love to see you guys enjoying things and whether you're listening on your commute or some people sent that you were listening like in the gym and it was motivational for you to put that episode on. Yeah, I just I appreciate it so much. So thank you guys for sharing. Thank you for rating and reviewing on iTunes. I appreciate it so, so much. Just a reminder, you guys can find me at Emma Capotis and at Rave Culture Cast on Twitter and on Instagram and at Hey There Emma on Snapchat. If you guys just want to say hello, say what's up, feel free to give me any feedback, comments, concerns. You guys can always DM me. Um, I have tons of conversations with you guys, so always open to chatting with you on there. But I think that's all I have right now for the top of the episode. I'm kind of sweltering. I have my air conditioning turned off so that you guys don't hear it in the background. So your your girl is going to be dying. But I think, okay, I think I've avoided introducing this uh, topic now (laughs) for an awkwardly long time. But um, I did just want to kick off this episode and then just give you guys a little bit of a background. And yeah, I have a ton of information and I think... A lot of you guys will find this episode very interesting. This is a topic that I've wanted to tackle for a really long time. Um, For sure have talked a little bit about this on YouTube, but definitely not in depth. I think this is a subject that I can have a lot more of an open conversation about here on this podcast because one your girl's not sponsored by anybody (laughs) Um, and two uh, I don't really have any restrictions like YouTube is a little bit more protective about like the topics you can cover and we are going to be talking about substance use in this episode so we are going to be going there a bunch of you guys have requested this I think one of the most common 
questions or requests I get from people is actually to talk about substance use and to talk about drugs on my channel and it's something I've just sort of avoided. I know a lot of content creators in this space that I've talked to don't really want to address it or just don't feel comfortable talking about it because you know a lot of us have full-time jobs outside of this and there are just certain things that we maybe don't want to like bring to light or necessarily talk about and again certain key words are flagged on YouTube and things like that so we do have to be careful about like how we phrase things but I'm not mincing any words today we're literally going to be getting into everything so yeah we're going to be talking about substance use in the EDM scene today. So like I mentioned I get a a bunch of requests to talk about this and I did film a video called how to rave safely. It's on my YouTube channel. Highly recommend checking it out. Um, My number one thing at the end of the day is everyone's safety and I just acknowledge that these things are obviously happening in this scene. So rather than to just ignore it, I want to be proactive and educate you guys, especially if you're just getting into the scene and you're experimenting with things like please just do it safely. So that entire video, the point of it was just here's all the facts. Here's things you should know as a veteran in this scene uh, who has made some mistakes and learned from some things. This is what you can do to be safe about it. So yeah, I highly recommend you guys go check that out again. It's called How to Rave Safely. But I do have to just say, I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to this, but one of the most common questions I get um, just from people or friends, whoever, who are not really in the EDM community is, do you take drugs? Are you on drugs? Oh, you go to all these shows, blah, blah, blah. People just assuming that you're always on drugs because you go to music festivals or because you go to raves. Obviously not the case, but it comes up enough uh, and I think it's a big enough topic and I want to cover it. So yeah, that's that's where this whole thing sort of came from. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to talk about what I've observed, how drug use is affiliated with the raving community and the EDM scene, sort of like where that all came from, um, where I personally think it is now in 2019. Uh, I'm definitely going to give you guys my opinions on substance use and I also have some personal stories that I'm choosing to share today. I do want to be very open and honest with you guys like I appreciate you all so much and I know we have such a good connection and a good relationship here so I want to share some of my past mistakes lessons that I've learned as well um, in hopes that it helps somebody or it educates you guys and you learn something new. I think the whole idea here is just I want to be transparent and acknowledge that there are certain aspects of this community that I can educate you guys on rather than just ignoring them. Uh, I do want to say right off the top of this episode, I want to be very clear. This episode is in no way condoning substance use in any way, shape, or form. I'm just discussing it and the impact that it's had on the EDM community, the things I've observed some personal stories, and how you can be safe. And I also am going to be talking about raving sober because that is a huge, huge thing in this community. A lot of people rave soberly. I don't think it's talked about enough, and I feel like some people kind of look down on it for some weird reason. So yeah, I am going to be talking about the pros and cons of raving sober versus raving on drugs. Okay, I think I've introduced the topic enough. Really quickly, you guys, I'm going to do my EDM news segment. I've got a couple things to talk about that happened this week that I think are very interesting. So we're going to get into that. All right, I said I would keep you guys updated on Ultra. So uh, there's been some chatter in the new- news. Who? I don't know what that just was. <laughs> I'm leaving that in there. <laughs> Somebody said, can you keep your bloopers in? So sure, I'll try to keep as much of it in as I can without me sounding like a complete idiot. Um, but yeah, so there has been some movement on the Ultra Miami front. Um, there is a possibility that it could return back to the Bayfront area that it's been. Um, obviously, they lost the Virginia Key Beach that they were at this past year. It didn't really work out. The logistics weren't great. So there is a possibility of it returning back to its original home. So I will keep you guys posted on that. I feel like a lot of people feel pretty strongly about bringing it back there. I think I think it's just what people are used to. And it was easy to get to. I went and I really liked it there. I did feel it was like a little small just compared to like EDC Las Vegas. Um, there wasn't that much room. But I think logistically compared to last year, what I've heard, people would much rather it be back in the Bayfront. Uh, new music wise, 
Above and Beyond is releasing an album on July 19th. It's a 49-minute panoramic journey of ambient soundscapes for purposely for yoga and meditation. It's called Flow State. I think this is so interesting. This is very different. Um, I love when artists get creative and sort of like use their music to get into different genres and different avenues. So the fact that this is like purposely meant for like yoga and meditation, I think that's very very interesting. I can't wait for that to come out. I think it's going to be super chill. Um, and then I also saw posted on social media today that they are partnering with Daybreaker, which if none of you guys are familiar, Daybreaker is basically this sort of like live show, live experience that happens like very early in the morning before work. And usually it's a combination of like exercise, yoga, movement, and it's supposed to like wake you up. It's a sober event and you just like get your day started and they've just expanded it. I went to one in New York City like years ago and it was so interesting. Like I think I got there at like 6.30 a.m., something like that. I showed up in my workout clothes and I went with my coworkers and you just like danced and there was a DJ and then they had all these like props and things that they handed out and you just met people and they had like coffee and things like that and yeah you just did that for like two or three hours before work and just like partied soberly and it was a really good time so Above and Beyond is partnering with Daybreaker to bring these live shows to different cities. They posted a full list on their Instagram. Um, Above and Beyond is not actually going to be there. They're going to be using their music from this album at the shows. So I think that that is really, really cool. So definitely stay tuned for that partnership with Daybreaker. I did want to just mention that Dash Berlin got his name back, which is so exciting. I don't know if anybody was following this like lawsuit that was happening, but basically Dash Berlin was a group of people, but most notably everyone would recognize the front man, which is um, his name is Jeffrey Satorius. Uh, they had a falling out and I gather that the two members who left the group sort of took creative control and took the name Dash Berlin and they were in a lawsuit of like who that belonged to. So then Jeffrey Satorius was still continuing to perform under his name, but obviously like not as many people on a lineup are going to recognize that versus Dash Berlin. So he was actually at EDC and a couple other festivals. I knew how, if you're a trans fan and you, you love him, you would have known the name. But um, he actually just won the lawsuit and he gets to keep Dash Berlin and do the project solo. So he was tweeting. He was really, really happy. A lot of people were really supportive. Um, So that's really exciting. I'm very happy for him that he gets to keep his name and keep Dash Berlin alive. Okay, some not so positive news. I've got a couple things here. So Cascade was forced to cancel his festival Sun Soaked, which was very surprising to a lot of people. And I know some people were pretty upset about it. Cascade um, made the announcement, I think it was two, yeah, Tuesday, June 25th. He said that basically they had fallen short on putting the event together. And this is like three weeks out from when the event was supposed to happen. I believe this was the third, I think it was the third year that they were going to do this. He did announce that all the people who bought tickets were going to be getting full refunds, which was great. But obviously some people have been looking forward to this, are really, really bummed. He's bummed. It hasn't been a good couple of months for Cascade I feel for him his EDC Las Vegas set didn't happen because of weather issues and now this but I think if he had to pull out of this event this is giving me like fire festival vibes obviously not as bad but he made the decision clearly like he saw enough things adding up that it wasn't going to meet the standards of a festival that he should be putting on so he'd rather not do it which I think is the very responsible move to make knowing Cascade like I think he's just such a good person he has incredible music he's a very talented producer and artist I love how he interacts with his fans on Twitter I think he's hysterical and he's he's like he reads what people write so um, I think a lot of people were also very supportive of him because he tweeted something that was like thank you so much for your response like I didn't expect people to be like this kind to me oh it sucks I'm kind of curious like what happened but it just sounds like they weren't able to get the production up to par with everything so you guys should be getting a refund that sucks hopefully he can do something else in the future oh moon boy moon boy moon boy moon boy I didn't know what this name was. (laughs) I feel like a lot of people probably feel the same or might not even know what I'm talking about right now. But on a serious note, there's an artist. His name is Moon Boy. And there were some serious allegations against him this week of sexual harassment and basically sexual abuse. Um, Some women came forward on Twitter and were sharing some encounters that they had with him that 
were not great. Obviously did not shed a very positive light on him or his character. So it's been interesting. There, It kind of has gotten quiet in the last few days. I do know based on this YourEDM.com article that he was dropped by his management as of this week. One thing I do know is that apparently he's deleted like thousands of tweets within the last week. There were allegations about him being intimate with underage girls and some other things along that. Again, these are allegations. I don't think there's been any legal action taken against him but it is interesting that his management dropped him and I don't think he's made any public statement about this at all which is interesting silence is very interesting but there could be a lot of legal things happening right now that people are unaware of so either way it's not pleasant I don't really know of him it doesn't surprise me that this happens against another DJ I mean there was the whole Datsik issue over a year ago which was fucking crazy and we haven't heard a word out of Datsik but again um, I think just wait to hear more factual information as things unfold so that's just an interesting um, story I know that was a lot of drama on Twitter this week people can be pretty intense on Twitter so that was on a lot of people's feed Um, one other thing I just wanted to mention so I actually filmed an entire video on this and I'm waiting to put it out I still have to edit it but I don't know if you guys are following in the news all of the deaths of American tourists in the Dominican Republic. Um, A lot of people feel strongly about this either way. A lot of people are saying that this happens in the Dominican Republic and it's not any more than usual. But the circumstances of these people's deaths are just a little weird and a little suspicious. And they've been happening at certain all-inclusive resorts. Actually, really, really nice resorts in the Dominican Republic. I mean, it's a huge tourist spot. Obviously, tons of people go um, and have incredible experiences there. It's nothing against the Dominican Republic. But yeah, there's been a ton of news stories on this lately. Um, One thing that a lot of them had in common was tourists were drinking out of mini bars. And a lot of people were having heart failure, kidney failure, being found unresponsive in their hotel rooms coming home vomiting getting sick and then passing away in the hospital and I know Barbara Corcoran she's on Shark Tank her brother was one of the people that passed away so it's just been very suspicious I know it's making people a little bit nervous I bring this up on my podcast because Holy Shipwrecked is a music festival that's happening in January 2020. A lot of you guys might be familiar with Holy Ship. It's an EDM cruise. This is the first year that they decided to bring it on land and they were going to be doing an all-inclusive experience. It sounded so interesting to me, honestly. Like, I know the Holy Ship fam was a little pissed that it's not actually on a ship, but for me, I've never done an all-inclusive resort, so I genuinely was, like, thinking about going. Um, My boyfriend and I were like, oh, that could be kind of fun. Like, I had my best friend just went to Sundara, which was Odessa, festival in Mexico that was very similar so I thought it was an interesting idea they basically were going to be taking over the Hard Rock Hotel in the Dominican Republic and the only people staying at that hotel for this amount of time were people attending this festival so that is one of the hotels that multiple people have died at and it's front and center in the news so I started like putting things together in my head and I was like oh this is not good like this is a PR nightmare first of all but at the same time obviously all these hotels are probably taking measures to make sure that people's safety safety is of the utmost importance so if you were unaware of any of this happening you can actually go on Holy Ship's website they have a tab called news and they actually did make a public statement about it which I think is really great that they are addressing it they're not ignoring it people have clearly voiced their concerns about it still being at this hotel um, where people have died and it's scary I think it's scary but I think it's nothing against holy shipwreck these things are planned so far in advance they've obviously partnered with this hotel because it's got an incredible reputation before this so that's just something that's very interesting Um, obviously it says they're keeping people updated the event is still happening people can still buy their tickets and I think that the hotel is going to be doing everything they can to make sure that obviously people's safety um, is the most important thing here but I just wanted to make you guys aware that all this is happening I think that's probably going to prevent some people from buying tickets I'm not going to say either way what you should do I'm personally waiting to see like what comes out in all these reports um, and what's happening in the Dominican Republic right now so I'm not going to buy my ticket just yet But um, I am curious to see what happens because this could be something down the line if anything comes out, you know, I don't know. Would Holy Shipwreck have to pull out of this and find another place to do it? I'm not entirely sure. Who knows if that'll happen? There's plenty of time, though. It's not until January. But that, that could 
be an issue. I'm wondering if they're like, I wish we were still doing a cruise right now because that would suck if this was the first year they tried to do something different and then all of this happens. But you can't plan it. Um, it's a tragedy. So uh, who knows what's going to happen. But I'll keep you guys updated. Again, you can go on their website and check out their their personal statement that they made about it. Okay, last things up. I know I'm talking 20 minutes about EDM news. Let me know if you guys like this segment, if you find it interesting. Um, I just try to keep you guys posted on all this stuff going on. But anyway, last thing I wanted to mention is uh, the Lunchbox fam, who I absolutely love. Um, if you guys are unfamiliar Lunchbox is a company. They make an incredible anti-theft hydration pack. Really great team. Everyone behind it is so awesome. Uh, They actually are partnered with the Timberwolves, who at Electric Forest are basically like the ground control. Um, They're like the medics who walk around and make sure everyone's okay at the festival. EEC has something like this that they wear purple shirts. They're called ground control. They just go around and make sure everyone's all right. And you can go up to them if you're having any issues with anything health-wise, you've overdosed or you're having an issue you're having a bad trip you can basically go get help so what the lunchbox did which is pretty incredible on their hydration packs they made special ones that on the back have a red cross on them and one of the coolest things about the lunchbox is they have led wires so they glow and you can like easily spot someone in a crowd so their timber wolves at electric forest have these packs on and the red cross is glowing so you can so easily spot medical help in a crowd rather than like you're in a dark forest it's going to be kind of hard to see someone it's so incredible they have images up on their instagram um i think that this safety precaution that they're taking and they're partnering on is awesome big props to the lunchbox for doing that I think that's just one thing everyone wants to move forward and I think this is a perfect tie into the episode um, that obviously you know things might happen whatever choices you make you just have to be safe about it and obviously staying hydrated and knowing where medical help is at all times is something that's extremely important so props to them again I think that's really awesome all right you guys I'm going to take a quick break here before we get into the episode Just a reminder that you guys can submit any suggestions for future episodes, any topic ideas you guys have that you want me to cover to raveculturecast at gmail.com, raveculturecast at gmail.com. I have a couple of requests in from you guys that I really, really want to work on in an upcoming episode. So again, any topics you guys want me to talk about, things you want advice on, or even guests that you want me to interview on here, I would absolutely love to hear your suggestions. So please send them my way. And again, you guys should follow us at Emma Capotis and at raveculturecast on Twitter and Instagram. So you guys can stay up to date with me on all the festivals and shows that I'm attending and any updates I have with the podcast. All right, you guys, that's all I've got right now. Let's just get into this episode. All right, you guys. So to kick off this episode, I wanted to talk briefly just about the history of substance use in the EDM community or like the dance music scene, I guess you could say, because it's evolved so much since then. But um, actually, in Carl Cox's documentary, What We Started, it used to be on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's still on there, but highly recommend it if you are a dance music lover or you love techno or you just loved Carl Cox because he's a fucking legend. It's an awesome documentary. You'll notice a couple famous people in there and they show Ultra as well. But they do a really great job of sort of looking back on dance music and how it was when Carl Cox first got involved and just sort of like what the scene started as and what it is now. And they did talk a little bit about drug use and how that's impacted the scene. So I thought that it was great that they touched on that and they were just open about it, which I appreciated. So essentially, I hope I don't butcher any of this information. I am not a teacher in any way, shape, or form. I've done my research, but I'm just going to quickly breeze through this. Back in like the disco era when music was like, dance music was becoming really popular, obviously like cocaine was something that was heavily used in that scene. And then more so in like the 90s when underground dance music was sort of starting to really come up that's more when ecstasy was introduced and became way more popular I think the two sort of went hand in hand at one point because obviously if you don't know any of the effects of ecstasy it allows you to stay up for hours Um, it spikes your serotonin 
serotonin levels um and it just like improves your mood and makes you happier a lot of like the prolonged repetitive beats that a lot of like techno music will have um and especially like the lasers the lighting the visuals of like a club all those things sort of are like an elevated experience when you're rolling on ecstasy or other drugs so those two started just to become like hand in hand And then now what you hear about more is like MDMA and Molly, which when I was in college, I was just starting to hear about Molly. And this was in like the early 2010s. And now obviously like Molly's referenced in pop culture and rap music. You know, it's sort of been like played out like the whole where is Molly kind of thing. Like no one really says that anymore. But Molly now is more of like the party drug that's associated with raving. I'm not even going to get into like, of course, there's LSD. Of course, there's acid. Obviously, I think pot is a huge one, especially now that it's becoming legalized. I was just at Ever After Music Festival in Canada and you could actually bring weed in with you. It had to be, I think, 10 up to 10 grams is what you could bring in. That was very interesting, though. I thought people handled it pretty well. So it'll be interesting to see if that's like allowed. Um, EDC Las Vegas did not allow you to bring any weed in, but it is legal in Nevada. So it's going to be interesting to see if festivals sort of like change their rules about it. But anyway, I just wanted to mention that because I do think weed is a pretty popular thing that happens at music festivals and at shows. But I found one article that I thought was really interesting that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, It was an article in The Atlantic from 2013 so I think it's a little outdated now at this point but anyway it was called electronic dance music's love affair with ecstasy a history so they described rolling which I'm just going to describe to you guys because in case you've never experienced it or you don't want to you are sober then I'll just really quickly read their description so they classify rolling as the new ravers call the high is a state of prolonged euphoria and intimacy the conditions encouraged by a pulsing beat a rococo of colored lights and a setting that makes rubbing up against dozens of people tough to avoid i don't really think that that's true but okay the atlantic the drug makes the music better and vice versa in spite of efforts to commercialize the scene or perhaps because of them the truism remains the genre's core so i'll just say whoever wrote this clearly is not involved in the edm community and might have some strong opinions about it again i don't think this is the core of the edm community nor do i think that description is exactly right but again if somebody's writing this from outside looking in they are sort of like insinuating that doing drugs is like the only reason people enjoy these shows which i don't agree with but either way goes on to say the spiritual element of the edm festival mentality can explain why mdma use is at its core the link between drugs and spirituality comes from two fundamental human needs the need for rituals that connect us with others and the need to operate with the full range of consciousness so i do agree a little bit about the spiritual element i think that hits on it more because i do think that people experience drugs and use drugs at these shows because it sort of like opens up your mind and I don't know I think a lot of people discover a lot of things about themselves and have like these inner monologues with themselves when they're on different types of drugs at these music festivals so I do think the spiritual element is a big thing for a lot of people versus like the wanting to get fucked up and rub against people I don't really agree with that statement but um, for example Electric Forest is happening right now I think a lot of people will be on LSD acid weed which doesn't really do that but I think a lot of them use electric forest as like a spiritual awakening and come back feeling more insightful and things like that because of them opening their minds and taking substances to sort of go there mentally so that's sort of like only the background I want to cover obviously you can go so much more in depth with all of this but clearly as I talked about I think the most common substances in my eyes that are used In the EDM scene, alcohol, 1,000%, we're considering alcohol a substance. Um, Weed, molly, ecstasy, cocaine, shrooms, acid, LSD, and Adderall, I would say, like are all the most popular amongst many. So where are we with all of this now? In 2019, where is the EDM community going and how much is substance use a part of it? So I think if you've ever been to festivals or you've attended a lot of shows, you would obviously agree with me in saying that is 
it is extremely common. It's probably being used now more than ever. Um, I would say more people are doing it than not at certain things. Like again, I want to just emphasize that raving soberly and going to festivals soberly is 1000% an option and a lot of people do that. But personally, just in like the shows that I've been attending regularly lately that I just it seems like everybody is on it everywhere. I also don't think it's limited to a certain age. I think I've talked a lot on my podcast about certain age groups. Sorry, can you guys hear Leo in the background? I'm babysitting my family dog. He's getting upset with me. He wants me to play with him. Leo, mom has to work. I know. (laughs) Anyway, as I was saying, I don't think that it's limited to certain ages. I think any age can be sober. Any age can partake in this stuff. I, I personally haven't seen it like pinpointed to one like group of people. I do think in certain circumstances though, it is overdone. Like at this point, like I said, I attend a lot of shows in New York City and a bunch of festivals. And I do think there are certain circumstances where I've seen people like rolling or just taking drugs in situations that I'm like, really? I don't know if that was really necessary, but to each their own. I'm not here to judge. If anything, I think now in 2019, like weed seems to be the most common, like everywhere you go, it just smells like weed. So, I mean, and if you're going to do anything, obviously, like that's pretty harmless. So smoke away if it's legal in your state, go for it. So I do really want to touch on partying sober for a bit. I just kind of want to like highlight this portion of the podcast um, because I did have somebody reach out to me um, and asked me about this. So I do want to bring up their story. But I just did want to emphasize here that some of the best shows and best festivals I've ever been to, I was sober at. I do just want to mention sober means different things to different people. Like for some people, if they just have a couple drinks, that's in quotations, sober versus like doing some sort of drugs. Um, for other people, it's like dead ass sober. Like I don't do any anything. I'm not drinking. I'm not doing anything at all. But for me personally, and the journey that I've been on, the older I'm getting, I'm obviously I'm personally like doing less and less things I'm not even that big of a drinker anymore like of course when I was in college and things like that like I definitely drink a lot more but personally like diet wise fitness wise um, I, I try to keep it to like once a week maybe a little bit more I do love my wine everybody who follows me knows I love my glass of wine but yeah just personally like as I've gotten older I'm even drinking less so even at shows and festivals I don't really want to feel shitty the next day my hangovers are getting worse so some of the stuff I do in New York City I've actually like been drinking less at so that's just been an interesting thing for me to come to realize um just like as I experience all these different EDM shows but obviously the positives of it that I've noticed just in comparison to shows I've attended to under the influence um obviously you remember way fucking more of the show I mean I think a lot of you listening right now if we're being honest with ourselves have attended shows and then you just don't remember certain sets or you don't remember portions of the festival and like that fucked up because then you pay all this money and it's kind of ridiculous that you don't remember half of it um you also don't risk hurting yourself or hurting others so that's a huge plus here you know obviously you're not putting yourself at risk of overdosing or overheating or whatever it is whatever situation you're in you know worst case scenario is ending up in a medical tent at a festival obviously they're they're there to help you and I'd rather that than something worse But you really just don't even have to deal with any of that if you're sober. You're also taking care of your mind and your body. If we just want to talk about this for a second. Again, like I said, my hangovers have gotten worse as I've gotten older. And just alcohol isn't really great with my diet right now. Like I am trying to like watch my sugar and just watch my weight. And drinking definitely ups your calorie intake pretty quickly and it's a lot of sugar so if you are trying to like watch your weight or you're going through weight loss right now an easy way to to help with that is to cut alcohol out of your diet so you do take care of your mind and your body when you are sober and one of the biggest things I can stress is that repeated use over time of drugs is so not good for you you build up a tolerance to it and then you have to keep taking more and more and more. And especially like if you're doing it every weekend, again, I'm going to sound like your rave mom here, guys, but I love you. But if you're doing it every weekend, that is so not good for you. Please do not do that. It's one thing if you do it at like a festival once or twice a year, 
but every weekend I would question your choices a little bit there. Um, You're just like you're damaging your brain. You're doing things to your body that really isn't healthy for it in the long run. So please just keep that in mind and be careful with that because you do build up a tolerance and it's going to take more and more to get you drunk, to get you high. And you just you really don't want to go down that path. So one story that came to me through my DMs recently kind of I felt for this person like I had a long conversation with them. So somebody reached out to me and they said that they personally cannot take anything because of their job. So they get drug tested at their job and they said that their friends basically told her that she would be a burden to all of them if she wasn't taking Molly with them or whatever it was, whatever drug, because she wouldn't be on the same level as them and they just couldn't relate to her because they would she would kind of like kill their vibe by being sober so she was basically saying like what's my opinion on that you know should I still go with them like what should I say to them because I really want to go out and hang out and go to these shows but I do have to be sober okay first of all the thing I said to her was are these people really your friends because that doesn't sound like it to me never in my life would my good friends say to me that I can't be sober because it's basically like crimping their style and I'm a burden to them so one that's fucked up um if they're your good friends they should absolutely never say anything like that to you your choice is your own you can 1000% have a good ass time like your personality alone can be fun sober if your friends can't handle that then they are the ones that suck like I don't understand how you being sober will influence their night in any way shape or form if anything you'd be able to look out for them better because they're going to be under the influence so you'd be able to give them water and like kind of look after them a little bit not that it should be your job to babysit them but I, I think that's super fucked up that somebody could say that to you Um, being able to relate to them because you're not on drugs like I think you all can go there for the music which is the point of it is to go see your favorite artist or to see their set so if you're all there for the music then I don't know that's just a little confusing to me it sounds like they're there to get fucked up so in their eyes you're a burden to them because you're sober I say get new friends because they don't sound like good people Again, I just don't think you being sober should have any impact on somebody else's night at all. Um, Do not feel pressured in any way, shape, or form to do drugs because people say that to you. Again, you can have just as good of a time, if not better, being sober and you should stand by your choice and don't let anyone make you feel bad about it. Honestly, the first thing I thought was like, how old are these people? Because in my mind, that's something somebody would say in like high school or college. Like I could not picture any of my like adult friends saying that. I'd be like, cool, fuck off. I have a job. I don't literally don't care about your opinion (laughs) is what I would say. But again, none of my good friends would ever say that to me. They'd be like, cool. I mean, I have friends now. Like we go to shows and like some people drink. Some of my friends are like really, really health conscious and they don't even drink anymore we're not like oh you suck because you're not drinking with us no like go do your thing I don't care we're all there to have fun together I would never be like you're a loser because you're not drinking like yeah you just wouldn't say that to somebody so please in no way shape or form feel pressured you just do you and keep being awesome you also want to just mention another perspective because now that I'm working at some of these events and I'm attending them like as media and I'm covering these festivals I've also like cut back on drinking like ever after is a perfect example for that I was pretty much sober that entire weekend except for Saturday you guys can see in my vlog I got a little I got a little drunk your girl got tipsy because it was excision day and it was like the house music day so I was drinking beer like the whole day and I got a little bit drunk but besides that I was pretty much sober the whole weekend um and it just was a very different experience just to see people sort of like getting a little fucked up or rolling and things like that and just like observing it is so entertaining I'll just say that and ever after isn't even a good example because if you guys listen to my past vlog about Canadian festivals not vlog my past podcast about Canadian festivals they were just like such a good crowd very well behaved but like let's say you're sober at EDC Las Vegas that shit is like a circus so you would see some shit if you were sober at that but it's just such a different experience when you 
aren't under the influence of anything at all, not even alcohol. Um, you're way more aware of your surroundings, which is obviously a really, really good thing. And again, the day kind of seems longer. It doesn't go as fast. You remember all your sets. Uh, you also eat a lot more. I know if some of you guys have done some things. You tend to lose your appetite on them. So you typically like don't eat that much at festivals. But yeah, at Ever After, I was eating and drinking like crazy. I mean, period, end of day, you should be drinking a ton of water, Gatorade, Powerade, Obviously, you don't want to over drink, but for the most part, you are sweating so much and your body gets so hot when you're on Molly and ecstasy, like your temperature is just rising. So you do need to counteract that by keeping cool, taking breaks. Um, I'm kind of getting into my next portion here, so I'll just I'll pause on that. But I just wanted to say there are differences between raving soberly and raving under the influence. And I think there are so, so many positive things about being sober that aren't we don't shed enough light on them and I did just want to highlight it because I see all you guys out there. I'm right there with you. I'm not claiming to be sober at every single event. In the past, I have definitely done some things, experimented with some things, but I will say now that I'm working and doing these events and I take this more seriously and of course it's for fun. This is my passion. It is still like I look at it as a job too because I'm there to create content. So it is interesting seeing both sides of the fence. So I'm going to take a super quick break here and then I really want to get into how you guys can rave safely. I'm going to sort of summarize the video that I did and give you guys some pointers. This might be the most important portion of this podcast, so stay tuned. All right, you guys, I just wanted to insert a quick break here to remind you guys of the shows that I have coming up. I hope that I get to run into you guys this summer. The two major ones are Electric Zoo in New York. I'm going all three days. So excited about that. It's one of my favorite festivals. It's near my hometown and I'll be doing multiple meetups. So very, very pumped about that. And then I will also be at Imagine Music Festival, which is in Atlanta. That's in September I'm going with Vibe with Aid and a couple other creators that you might recognize from YouTube, from social media. So we'll be doing meetups as well. That's going to be dope. I've never done Imagine. Very excited for that and for that lineup. Um, and then I'm also going to Chris Lake Back to Back Fisher here in Brooklyn. I don't know if you guys are local to the um, to the area, but oh my God, when I tell you, I could not be more hype for that show that's August 3rd if you're going to that definitely hit me up I would love to meet up with some people but yeah that's all I have planned right now definitely maybe having more festivals pop up in the fall I don't have everything planned yet but please stay tuned you can follow me at Emma Capotis to stay updated with all of my travel plans all right let's get back into it Alrighty, you guys so I sort of started to touch on this I was getting ahead of myself here but I was excited about it So I want to talk about some things that you should 1000% be doing if you're going to choose to take drugs. Number one, test your shit. I cannot stress this enough. There are so many things out there that are laced, that are mixed. You don't know what you're taking. Never ever just take something without testing it. You can buy test kits online and you can essentially like test the pills or like whatever the fuck it is that you have um, and it'll change colors depending on what is in the substance. So 1000% please do that. Please be safe. There are people who literally lose their lives because they take drugs that are laced with poisonous dangerous chemicals so it can completely ruin your life so please be careful I know that I had talked about some festivals in Europe were potentially having like testing kits and testing areas at music festivals I honestly think that would be a good idea but obviously with legal issues and there's cops around I don't know if people would really do that but either way test your shit uh number two do not buy drugs off of a complete stranger at a show Number one, there's a million narcs and cops out there, so you could easily get arrested. You can find plenty of videos of this online um, at EDC Las Vegas at other major festivals. And number two, again, with the sketchy people out there, you have no idea what you're buying off of them. You have no way of testing it. Don't do it, please. Number three thing, don't redose and don't overdo it here. Again, this goes sort of with like people who are overdosing. What I mean by redose is you read these stories about these kids who are taking like three or four ecstasy pills in a night and like one how I I don't even know your brain can only handle so much so to just like be coming up and coming down and keep redosing that is so dangerous I can't stress that enough 
So please, please, please watch what you're taking and don't overdo it. Don't take too much. You do not need to redose that much. One thing that I know it sucks, but like the night doesn't last forever. It only lasts a certain amount of time. You want to remember it. So please just be careful. Um, Another one, please be careful of what you're mixing. So there's a really great chart online. I'll see if I can share it on social media. Let me know if you guys are interested. And it shows like all the different substances, alcohol, like every kind of drug and how they combine with each other and what's like okay, what's dangerous and what's lethal. It's a great chart to see um, a lot of things like alcohol and molly, like alcohol is a depressant, one thing's an upper, like those combining with each other, no bueno. So definitely check out that chart. Um, you can easily find it online. Another thing, please stick to the buddy system if possible. It's awesome if you have a good group of friends around you, good people with you who are watching out for one another. Have a designated driver if you guys are going to be going out and drinking. That's huge. Please do not drink and drive. I feel like with Uber and Lyft now, people have been so, so much better about it. But yeah, if you're driving to a festival or something like that, please have someone who is sober Go to the bathrooms together. This is another thing that I feel like has been pretty prevalent recently. I've been seeing a lot of like sexual assault cases happening in music festival porta potties and bathrooms because women are going to the bathroom by themselves. Please, ladies, men, be careful out there. Take a buddy with you. Watch each other. Um, especially if you're under the influence, you guys know if you've been in them, like the shit that goes on in porta potties. Oh my god, it feels like you're locked in a hot box. <laughs> it's like the worst case scenario. Yeah, it's never good. But yeah, just just go with a buddy. Have someone with you when you use the restrooms. Um, I touched on this before, but you guys stay hydrated out there. You do not want to overheat. Your body naturally gets very very hot when you take Molly and ecstasy, so you do need to hydrate. Get your electrolytes in there. Um, have a lemonade at festivals, things like that. Something that'll like replenish your sugar. And also take breaks from moving. So sit down, take a rest. You guys don't realize how much you're on your feet and how much you're moving your body at these music festivals. So it is good just to like give your heart a break and to just like sit down and relax for a second. And the last thing your rave mom here will say, um, familiarize yourself with your surroundings beforehand so say you're going to go in tonight and you know you're going to take something you know you're going to be really drunk or whatever in the beginning figure out where the medical tents are where are the bathrooms where are the police where are the exits like notice all those things beforehand just to familiarize yourself and you know a lot of people become disoriented when they're under the influence so it's just really good to be aware of your surroundings Please and thank you. One thing I did want to just share really quickly before we move on to a personal story that I would like to share with you guys. Again, this is from the Atlantic article. Just wanted to pinpoint this comment. It says, MDMA isn't MDMA anymore. It's basically just a grab bag of shit that you can find anywhere and make yourself. When anyone says they're doing pure Molly, it's the biggest myth. You literally don't know what's in it anymore. So I'll leave it at that couldn't be more true you really just have to be careful because nothing really is pure anymore and it is scary so again guys be safe out there all right so I wanted to share one story that I'm actually like oh I didn't think I would get nervous but now all of a sudden I'm nervous about talking about this because I haven't shared it publicly my friends know about it but um I think that it's just important for me to be open and honest with you guys. Again, if this story can help one person or educate one person, then I've done my job. But I do personally, like I like to keep my channel very professional, but I am also aware of my audience and my relationship with you guys. And I hope you guys can just learn from my stories and I can educate you guys on what to do and what not to do. There is a video on my YouTube channel that, oh gosh, I think it's called like, my worst rave experience ever or something like that and that is still true to this day it was one of my worst rave experiences ever and that story was about one of my good friends who we believe was drugged or was given a roofie at a show that we were at in New York City and it was literally one of the most horrifying experiences ever so please go watch that video again that's another great example of things that can happen but technically that wasn't the worst raving experience I've ever had there was one that will reign supreme um and I would like to share that with you guys because it was genuinely one of the scariest nights of my entire life and it was sort of like my aha moment to calm the partying and stuff down 
because it was just like this isn't cool this isn't fun this is not good for me and that could have ended very very badly and I'm lucky that it didn't so I went to a festival in the area it was a smaller festival i I think I was like 25 or 26 at the time. So it was only a couple of years ago. I attended it with a couple of friends. I had a pretty big group. My friends and I brought Molly in with us. We were supposed to take, I think, like 0.3, which if you guys are like very unfamiliar, I don't know, like the spectrum of how much Molly people can take in one sitting has changed so much again because MDMA has changed so much and what's in it like literally in college it used to be like taking 0.4 which now that is so fucking much that is a lot of fucking molly for one person to take versus now like I've had people take like 0.1 or 0.2 and been completely fine for the whole night and like that's a good amount so we brought 0.3 with us which is a fucking lot and again I'm a small human being I'm five foot one I'm 122 pounds I don't need a lot of alcohol I don't need a lot of drugs I it's just not good for my body but anyway we bought that in we thought it was gonna be a good time again the strength of this stuff now versus like when I was in college is crazy it's gotten way more intense in my personal opinion um so at this particular show we decided to take a capsule each like earlier on in the night we actually took it pretty early it was still like laid out from what I remember it kicked in like really fast and we were like rolling and obviously like having a great time la la land blah 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 so then there was a weather issue with this particular festival and they ended up stopping the set and they told everyone to like take cover which isn't a great scenario when you're rolling obviously you want to be dancing and having a good time and now all of a sudden a set is cut off and all of us are like ah what the fuck do we do blah blah blah, like idiots so we all run and like hide under the structure and we're like praying that the show continues so we can keep partying and like having a good time So as the night went on, obviously your stuff starts wearing off. And unfortunately, we had extra on us and decided that we would redose, which was the first and the last time that I ever did that. Because again, like I said, sometimes enough is enough and you don't need to go that extra step. But when you're starting to come down on a drug, your brain starts to get like sad and Again, you've released all these like happy chemicals in your brain and now you start to like get into some sort of like a depression and your anxiety. Anyway, so you start to come down as it's called and you're like, oh, of course I want to feel good again. I want to feel high again. I want to feel happy. So we decided to take more. I can't stress enough how much I think about this now. Really think about what you're doing. Like, is it really worth it? Do you really need to take more? Because again, you can't be on this shit forever. The night doesn't last forever so just pause and like really think about that the next time you're in this situation because we definitely should not have taken more but anyway so we take more and at this point it was like lights out for Emma um that was the most I've ever taken uh it was literally terrifying um everything around me became blurry I remember seeing like shadows of people but I couldn't like really see anything forget even looking at my phone my phone I couldn't read a single thing my eyes couldn't focus on anything they were just like darting around everywhere I was sweating profusely did I mention that this was August and the humidity in New York City is horrible so now my body is shaking uncontrollably I wasn't drinking enough water clearly and again my friends were under the influence as well so they aren't in like the best mind to really like be aware of like how much I was struggling I remember going in the porta potty and literally thinking that I was going to pass out and there like it was literally terrifying. There was one image that is burned into my memory forever. I went over to the water bottle refill station and I held my bottle up to try and fill it and my hand was shaking so uncontrollably that I couldn't get the water into the water bottle. Like that's how picture my hand just like rapidly shaking, couldn't get the water in and this man came up behind me and like put his hands on both my shoulders and just like looked into my soul and he was like you are shaking uncontrollably you need to get it together it scared the fucking shit out of me because I just became so aware of how fucked up I must have looked and I look up and there are cops everywhere and I'm like oh my god I'm gonna get arrest like this is so bad this is worst case scenario like I don't even know what's happening to me I was freaking the fuck out like I terrified me so I ended up like getting my friends they filled it up luckily my friends are absolutely wonderful and I'm 
happy that they weren't as messed up as I was because finally this fucking night ends. I literally don't even remember the last two sets of it. Again, complete blur. We finally leave the venue and we need to call an Uber to get home. At this point, I like I wanted it to be fucking over. I didn't want to be like that anymore. I just couldn't wait to get home. And my friends are all like, oh, okay, like, Emma, you call the Uber. And I couldn't look at my phone. I couldn't even see anything. I just remember looking up at them and I like so seriously was like, I can't do it. And they finally realized like how fucked up I was. So then they took my phone, they called an Uber. And luckily it was like an hour ride home. By the time I got home, we all just sat on my couch. I put on like an Eric Prid set or something. And finally just started to like come down and be okay. I'm so lucky I didn't pass out get arrested, overdose, end up in the hospital, end up in the medical tent. Like that literally was like the scariest night of my life. Like I have never felt so sick, so uncontrollable, so high. It was terrifying. I wanted it to be over so fucking bad. So after that night, I swore to myself that I would never like redose like that again and the partying just isn't worth it I didn't remember anything I put myself in danger I could have ended up in the hospital I just like was like I never want to feel like this again I would be lying to you if I said I never did drugs again in the last couple of years but never ever ever anything like that again like I said I've as I've gotten older I've sort of like weaned off things that was sort of like the breaking moment for me that I was like okay cool like it's enough is enough I'm good I'll have a couple drinks like I'll just do some other stuff like occasionally maybe here and there whatever but no like by all means I'm just really really not into it as much anymore it's just like it's not worth it for me and again like I take all of what I do so seriously and I don't want anyone to like look at me in a certain light now if they thought that like I'm always a sober raver or things like that like I was so scared to share this with everyone because I just don't want to be judged and that's the thing about this community is like I never judge anybody I'm aware that these things are happening you guys can do whatever you want to do I just want you to be safe about it and like learn from other people's mistakes and just educate yourselves so I just don't want to be naive about it and I just want to be open with you guys and again I hope (laughs) hope this doesn't change your opinion of me in any way shape or form like I said as I've gotten older things are going to change and it's not something I do anymore I love a good cocktail and things like that but um Yeah, I did want to just share this story with you guys and, you know, there are scenarios in which people do unfortunately lose their lives and I think that's a horrible thing that's associated with our community. Like it used to be this thing that after every music festival there would be like news coverage about how many deaths were at that music festival, how many overdoses happened and at EDC Las Vegas this year it was incredible because they didn't have any casualties and I know that's a weird thing to celebrate but it does happen pretty frequently so when it there aren't any losses of life it should it seems ridiculous to celebrate that but it's something that's really incredible and we have to thank the ground control we have to thank the medical staffs and I think it's because people are getting smarter you guys and that's why I want to be here that's why I want to talk to you about it because I don't want anyone to lose their life I don't want anyone to end up in the medical tent or in the hospital I want you guys to take care of yourself despite your decisions so Wow, I got really heavy at the end here. I hope you're all still with me and I didn't totally terrify everyone. I wanted to wrap up the episode here in a little bit. Um, There was a quote in this Atlantic article that I wanted to read. It said, this is how they close it. EDM will stay on the radio, of course. Kids will ask their parents for tickets to Miami for spring break and they will still experiment with drugs, promise to broaden their horizons. But at the end of the day, they'll have no real sense of attachment or identity around the movement until the dust of the revolution's crumbled axis clears. Miami will be quiet then or quieter and neon headbands will gather dust in their closets. Um, So... Atlantic, I'm happy to report back six years later that music festivals are still thriving more than ever and that the EDM community has continued to grow. And this isn't just a phase fueled by drugs, um, as they're describing. I think this is a community and it's so much bigger than that. And I think so many people have found their purpose here and friends here and a love and a passion for music that all of us share will drugs always be associated with the EDM scene yes will people be doing it and partaking in it yes will there be plenty of people who are raving soberly yes but 
my whole point here is whether or not you choose to take substances, that's totally up to you. I don't think that's what makes the scene what it is. And that's my point here at the end of the day. We all know the community here is based on the people that you meet and have stayed friends with over the years. I see it through the people that I have personally met, like real life connections that I've made. It's the love of music. It's the openness of all of the people involved in the EDM scene that keeps people going back. Um, Of course, people love to party. Does it taking a little something to enhance your night if you're being safe about it make you a bad person? No. Does choosing to rave soberly make you a bad person? No. And again, do not feel peer pressured into doing anything. I personally think this whole community is about not passing judgment on one another. So I'm not going to tell you what's right and wrong. That is on you to make that decision. We're all adults here. I just hope you guys are safe. I hope you really think about your choices. I hope you appreciate my story today and you guys can learn some lessons through my mistakes and through other people's and hope you guys just continue to rave go to edm shows whatever type of music you're into dubstep whatever it is um attend shows because you love them because you love the music and i think that's all i've got to say about it you guys i hope you enjoyed this episode i'm sure i'm gonna get a lot of feedback on this i'm again i'm kind of nervous because I haven't shared a lot of these stories with a lot of people. I don't really talk about this stuff on my YouTube channel. I think a lot of people will be able to relate to the things I talked about today. I hope you guys learned something. If I helped one person, then I'm happy and I did my job. And if you guys want more information on this, go check out my How to Rave Safely video. And feel free to reach out with me to me with any questions about this any feedback again at emma capotis or at rave culture cast on twitter and instagram feel free to dm me um, you can send me emails to rave at gmail.com please submit any topics you guys want me to cover um, people you want me to interview people you want me to just have on here have a conversation with i'm so excited to meet more and more interesting people in this community um, i actually am selling tickets reduced price to electric zoo i still have some left i know those are going to be selling quickly so hit me up i also have tickets to like voodoo festival moonrise and a bunch of other ones so definitely hit me up if you're looking for um any good deals on prices i'm promoting through a company now which is super exciting so i'm happy to help you guys out again catch me at electric zoo and at imagine music festival please rate and review the podcast and again please screenshot and share you guys listening um tag me in it on insta stories on twitter thank you guys so so much for sharing this with your friends, for spreading the word. I appreciate it more than you guys will know. Hope you enjoyed. And I will be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Bye, you guys. 